Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'm Steve Sarley, my partner's Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you a conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, in particular St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. We've got your bass covered. Boy, they sure do. Daiwa Reels. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out our website, wefishasa.com. You can listen to the show there, uh, as well as all of the other places. We are uh, recorded at two studios in northern Illinois. I'm at one, Dave's at the other. We send the audio down to Lando Lakes, Florida, to our executive producer, Mr. Brad Nearman. Hey, Bradley, thank you very much for making the show sound as good as you always make it sound. On today's show, filling in for Dan Jastin will be Alex Smay. He's the uh, regional sales manager for the northeastern portion of the United States for our friends at St. Croix. Alex Smay. And then Pat Nye is going to join us. He is from uh, the National Professional Anglers Association, one of our favorite uh, groups to talk to and to uh, promote NPAA, Mr. Pat Nye, and I'm going to visit with uh, a true legend. He's uh, from the Hall of Fame. He's been on TV for as long as I can remember. Uh, a great writer, a great instructor, and an absolutely incredible fisherman. He is the one and only Mr. Joe Booker. But first, let me flip it over to Dave Kranz. Is going to bring on our new friend Alex Smay from Saint Croix. Take it away, David. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. And normally we have Dan Johnson on, but today we have the regional sales manager from the Northeast on, Alex May. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. You know, we both just got back from ICAST and another exciting year for St. Croix. Lots of new releases, uh, another award. Uh, Let's start off with that. What did you guys win for uh, this year? Sure. Uh, so we won for our 2023 Legend Tournament Bass Rod, but specifically the three swim bait rods uh, in that series with our new Grasp Real Seat. And, you know, I got to hold that uh, in my hands and was uh, taught how to uh, properly use it. And it's, uh, it's quite a powerful system, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's something else. It's one of those things that you know, you look at an image of it, and obviously it's it's different than what a lot of people are used to, especially in the bass world. And until you put it in your hands, and then especially when you put a reel on it, and then the next step when you start to cast it and retrieve it, uh, it's when things really start to click. I mean, it's, it, it looks cool and innovative on paper, but once you get it in your hands, it's it's something else. Yeah, it, it, uh, I can't wait to, to use one in uh, either on big swim baits or an A-rig. There's several applications, I think, for big baits that you need that um, that leverage, basically, to, to uh, pull those baits through the water without wearing yourself out. Yeah, exactly. That, the thing, you know, we, I got to play with one um, about a year ago now with one of the musky versions when we were first uh, getting these out in the water, prototyping. Obviously, it's been in development for several years, but uh, the thing I noticed you know, right away is just it really makes those big baits um, easier to control and we were playing with them on the water at the iCast event you know when all the retailers and media get together to to actually get their hands on these things in a more than uh, a real life situation like we would on the show floor and throwing big bucktails with the musky rods and, and those big swim baits with the bass rods you know there's so much torque and they pull those baits pull back and it just allows you to, to hang on to the rod and then the big thing is you really straighten your wrist out so you reduce that torque in your wrist um, you can palm the reel and not have that that torque in your wrist, so you reduce fatigue there, and then you also reduce fatigue in your in your shoulder, and it's just uh, kind of an all around great system for big baits, big fish. You know, it's it's like I said, it's something else. One of the things you got to feel to to truly appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we had a lot of new redesigns this year uh, in Legend Tournament. Uh, uh, we had bass and walleye and. Uh, 
musky and uh, a pike rod. And, and I was told that that was primarily for the European market, but there's going to be uses for that in the northern states, isn't there? Oh, you got it. Yeah. So when this project became something we wanted to move ahead with, it really got pushed by our international sales manager. He brought it to the table with uh, the the retail retailers or distributors that he works with in Europe. They were really asking for a pike rod, and um, so you'll notice on this on that rod differently than anything we've done before. It's a lot of the measurements are in centimeters and grams, things that we don't normally do, but. Uh, we did that for that market, but then as we started to talk about it as a sales team um, and, the, and the rod came to fruition, we found that there was a lot of people in the U.S., a lot, especially in Canada, that really can't wait to get their hands on it. So uh, that's a, a new addition to the, the tournament family, and, uh, and it's going to be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's, uh, you know, when I picked it up, I, you know, you had the downsizer series in the, in the musky series. It also was something that I felt that you could use for, for musky. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pike rod is kind of a mix between legend tournament bass and legend tournament musky. Uh, there are some really heavy duty models in pike, but the aesthetics and the the grips and things like that are, are closer to the bass rods. So it's a nice mix there um, between kind of a heavy bass rod and a light musky rod. Yeah, it, 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 I think it filled a uh, spot that was was uh, missing, and, and that's a good thing. Then we had some uh, uh, changes on Avid, too. The uh, Avid Series Walleye and uh, Panfish, I mean, those uh, seem to be uh, for that guy that wants the an upper-end um you know, rod that has quality components, I think that's going to uh, fill a spot there too. Yeah, with Avid Panfish and Avid Walleye, you know, the, the success we saw with Victory last year with the SC3 Plus Carbon really got our wheels turning. And we didn't have rods in that mid-price point specifically made for uh, the Avid or the Walleye uh, and Panfish anglers. And uh, we, you know, we had Panther Series, and then we had Legend Elite Panfish. We had Icon, and then we had Legend Tournament Walleye, but we didn't have anything right in between those two. And again, with the success of Victory and SC3+, Plus, we thought, man, we gotta, we got to build these rods specifically for these guys. Because you get to into some technique-specific things with both Panfish and Walleye where we might have had them in Avid, but they just got way more fine-tuned with these SC3+, plus avid and vision walleye rods and they're just uh incredibly lightweight the that plus in the sc3 plus allows to drop quite a bit of weight out of the rod so avid's not going anywhere it's been a multi-species kind of a legacy series for us for a long time but the uh these new ones are just kind of the uh the next generation again we're always looking at what what can we do to provide those anglers a more enjoyable time on the water, especially in that price point. And this just hits a home run, I think, at that spot. Yeah, I think it does. And, and on the panfish end of things, you have, uh, you know, we've got walleye tournaments, muskie tournaments, bass tournaments, but these crappie tournaments are really coming into their own also. And I think that angler that is using a technique-specific panfish rod for those crappies, this, I think this is going to have uh, fill some spots for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got it. We, it's funny coming from Pennsylvania, can fishing here isn't like it is in the Midwest. You know, you, you talk to Dan all the time and those from the factory, the Southern part of the country, pan fishing is a really big deal. And of course up on Lake Erie, the Northwest corner of Pennsylvania, we've got some good perch fishing and it happens up there, but you know, we don't really do it in the Southeast part of Pennsylvania, like a lot of places do. Um, so I'm always amazed at the dedication of the crappie and perch anglers and uh, you know, we had a legend elite panfish, which I actually trout fish. I love to trout fish with that rod. But again, we didn't have that $200 price point covered all that well. Um, and, and a mirroring, a mirrored technology, you know, assortment. So there's, there's guys that want the next thing from panfish, but they didn't necessarily want to jump the whole way to legend elite. So uh, again, the, uh, the, those guys are so dedicated to it. The panfish market, the, panfish tournament scene is blowing up so much that this is going to be a great tool for them yeah absolutely and like you said some things are more regional than others and different parts of the country have uh 
you know, different parts, uh, different necessities for, for products, and that's what drives uh, St. Croix to, to build these great, great things. Uh, yeah, what else did we add? Demand. We try to listen, for sure. <laughs> uh, and you do. I've, I've seen it for years when customers ask for something at a sports show, and two years later, lo and behold, you've got a product for them, and that, that's, that's because you are in control of your own destiny there. You got it, yeah. Uh, what else did we add? I think we added some Mojo musky casting models also. Um, not in Mojo. So to back up to Legend Tournament, we the Legend Tournament musky walleye rods they really grew quite a bit um, in in the overall series. We've added like with the walleye rods, we've added the ribbon wrap and jig and wrap models that we had previously done in Icon. Um, in the musky rods, complete redesign there uh, using obviously the SC four plus carbon, but a lot of the models got tweaked dropped, added. Um, there's quite a few changes in there as well. Same thing with Legend Tournament Inshore. Um, a lot of models that we added to that series that we didn't previously have. So a lot of growth to the catalog this year with, you know, we obviously, the older versions of these models would have been retired, but we replaced them with even more. So we've got more rides than ever before. It's it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, we're, we're not sitting back and uh, staying happy with what we've done we just keep pushing it but the yeah the legend tournament rods with the sc4 plus they've just been really well received they're so lightweight um and they look sharp i i'm i've gotten fish a little bit of them here through the development process and it's just been i i love them you can't get them out of my hands with some fishing so. yeah yeah well it's always great to use uh, a great product and it, it makes the whole experience better uh something yeah. a little different this year rod and reel fishing system uh um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, this is a brand new endeavor for us. And we, years ago, right, either right before I started with St. Croix or maybe a year or two before, we had done some combos, but it was really before my time. And we partnered with a well-known brand name in Reels. Mm -hmm. um, and this time around, we did things a little bit differently in that we went right to the, the source. You know, there's, there's some great manufacturers in the world that, are known for their work for a lot of brands when it comes to reels. And um, we, we partnered with one of those manufacturers to have them work with us directly and build things to our specifications. So the, the systems, you know, we, we approach this differently than others do with the combo business. Um, and there's some really great combos out there, but you know, without putting anyone down, there's a lot of times it's a really great reel and, and it's a real manufacturer that puts this combo out and they're not necessarily in the rod game. And so the rod sometimes is a little bit of an afterthought, a little bit lower quality. Um, and so I think when we did this, we approached it from the perspective that the rod and the reel need to really work well together. The reel can't be, you know, an afterthought since we have our roots in rod manufacturing. We want the reel to be as important of a component as the guides of the reel seat would be. And so we approached this from the idea that this has to be a system that we've developed from the ground up to go hand in hand, um, both for the freshwater guys in cross track and then in the uh, inshore fisheries in the uh, soul systems as well always always ahead of the game st croix is and uh, we're up against the clock here but alex we appreciate your time and your uh, information and uh, uh maybe we'll talk to you again somewhere down the road that would be great yeah i'd love to uh, thank you alex that was alex may i am dave kranz this segment was brought to you by st croix the best rods on earth the we fish asa podcast will be right back Probably one of the number one questions I get, you know, what line do I use? That's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line is Sunline. My favorite lines to use is Sunline. How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout, speckled trout, sharks. There we go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, 
We are here for you. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I always like to say that the people I get to interview on this segment, they truly have a passion for the outdoors. My next guest has been on before. He is Pat Nye. He is the president of the Future Angler Foundation and also president of National Professional Anglers Association. Welcome back, Pat. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate being here. Oh, we always like to get an update from you because you always have so many things going uh, with all you have with these organizations. And uh, uh, I'm sure this year is uh, no different and it won't be too long and you'll you'll have your uh, your group together there for NPAA. Exactly. It, uh, it is, we look at, at the history of us in this industry uh, as we've talked about before, the older we get, the faster things happen. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's late July already, and before we know it, we'll be in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, on January 6th, 7th, and 8th for the National Professional Angler Association Annual Conference. Yeah, that'll come up really fast, and uh, uh, it, it's it's hard to believe how... Uh, uh, how fast the time goes with, and I think we're both very busy. That probably helps it uh, do that. Ed, any highlights that you can uh, reveal at this time for the conference? Well, we're working hard on the conference. It's going to be, you know, it's it's like a comeback year. We we ended up canceling the conference in October of 2021 due to resurgence of COVID, and we didn't expect to have to do that. But you know, it's it's been a while since we've had a conference, so. What we're going to do is we're going to go to a, a southern location for the first time ever, and we're going to you know, put together uh, a really great agenda with some good speakers. We're, we're finalizing that at this time. We'll be done completely in uh, finalizing what the, what the event's going to look like by October 1st, and on October 1st, our um, registration will begin. And it's, you know, it's going to be interesting because we're limiting the number of people that can come to the event for the first time ever. Um, we've got a, a venue that's awesome. Uh, it's on a body of water. It's a little lake uh, right off uh, right off the interstate, I-75 in Fort Myers, right near the airport. So whether, you know, you're from that part of the world or you're flying in to Fort Myers, it's going to be easy easy to get to and a great location. For the uh, for the event, yeah, and, and there's probably a lot of members that are in Florida that in the past have traveled to Wisconsin or or uh, Ohio, wherever you've been at, and they've had to come north. So that is probably uh, not a bad thing either for the people from up north going down the first week of January to somewhere where it's warm. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why we pick where we are. We got a great rate. Um, like I said, it's easy to get there, and it's a it's a beautiful venue. Um, it's good, it's, a, it's going to be a Crown Plaza by that time. Right now, it's a Holiday Inn, but it's a, a convention center. But it's not large, so we'll have two hundred people uh, max that we can you know two hundred attendees that we can uh, book for this, and it's it's going to be interesting to see what. What everybody's attitudes like, you know, we're back again. We just left ICAST, you and I both. It was a great event. Um, everybody was upbeat. It was great to see all those people back together. Uh, it was significantly greater than it was last year, and I expect our conference to fill very quickly. So, if you're interested in coming, um, make sure you check our website on October first, and then register immediately because you know it's going to be first come, first serve. Yeah, and you'll have 200 very passionate people about the uh, uh, the industry there, and it'll, uh, like you said, it's limited, but I don't think it'll be uh, diminished by the fact that the the people that that are there are going to be very uh, into doing the conference. Right, and, and it's 200 attendees plus 
plus our partners. So really, it's it's going to be a little bit smaller than what we had in the past, but not much. And it's in a in a venue that's going to be at capacity with those numbers. So it's going to be it's going to be a great event. Absolutely, absolutely. How about uh, an update on what's going on with Future Anglers uh, Foundation? What's what's happening uh, these days there? Well, it, we continue to do what we set out to do from day one, and that's create new anglers. Um, we, back in, in 2018, started working with Discover Media Works out of Madison, Wisconsin, um, kind of a happenstance meeting, and we created television, uh, a series of television shows, now it's being, being broadcast on public television, PBS. Um, when that happened, it took our foundation from a foundation that was exclusively targeted at, at supporting grassroots volunteerism, you know, by helping people uh, in supporting the events that they put on that were angler education events. It, it took it to a brand new, much larger perspective, and that is now we're influencing millions, and I mean millions, of potential new anglers with this television series. So this year, the the television shows that are aired on the Into the Outdoors Education Network, the ones that we supported, so the Getting Family Fishing shows, um, each show will have 5 million views just on PBS. Isn't that great? That's, you know, you got to compare that to what the... Uh what the Red Crest or Bassmaster Classic does to bring in mainstream media that doesn't cover fishing every week, but when you have a big event, you do that. So you found out a way to do that, that, that you can do it on a regular basis. And it's really exciting because the general public doesn't go to PBS to learn how to fish. That's just not where they would, you know, to traditionally go. So I truly believe that these 5 million people per episode that are watching a 30-minute television show on how to fish um, are going to be potential new anglers. And, they're, you know, they're watching the shows because PBS, um, you know, wants us to create more content because it's, it's really highly rated on their, on their network. You know, and, and we've got millions of other views of these shows through our traditional uh, distribution, but that that distribution on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox really isn't traditional in that it's it plays during the, the Saturday morning segment where it's the educational time frame on each of those networks. So, again, it's not a time frame that people go to look, you know, for fishing-related content, so I just feel really good about what we're able to do by exposing new people to the sport in a manner that I, you know, I truly believe gets them interested in going out and trying it. I, I, th I think that's a great avenue that, that you're going and it's working. And if people want to uh, find out more about either of the organizations, what's the best way to get a hold of them? We can, we can give it again here uh, at the end of the segment, but uh, let's sure. give it now. With with the with the National Professional Anglers Association, um, the best way to find out more about what we are and what we do as a as an industry trade association is go to npaa.net, npaa.net, and with the Future Angler Foundation, it's futureangler.org, futureangler.org, um, and then you can find out more on there about you know the the events we support and about the Getting Families Fishing Initiative. There's a tab there that you can click on that and, and you know, then find out a lot more about these end of the outdoors education uh, television network shows that we've created. Yeah, and, and that's a great way for people to, uh, if they're not sure they want to get involved uh, uh, and attend an event, they can watch how it works on, on their television program and see how it is and, and find out if it's something that uh, fits them and fits their family. But certainly uh, more families got involved in fishing than ever uh, during the last couple of years. And uh, I've seen it in my retail uh, environment here where the moms come in with the kids or the dads come in. Absolutely. And both both have gotten interested themselves because the kids are involved. Absolutely. So, you know, we've got metrics now, um, you know, a couple of years later, sometimes these metrics, you know, these 
numbers come out later and and the recreational boating and fishing foundation just uh issued their 2022 report and it shows 2021 numbers and 2020 numbers and it's absolutely apparent that what we're doing with this in into the outdoors education network programming is making a difference because the numbers in your market illinois wisconsin uh, michigan indiana are like seven percent higher as far as new england growth than than they are in any other market it's it's just totally apparent that what what we're doing is making a difference Absolutely, and when you can when you can tie numbers to it, that's that's what everybody's uh, looking for, and to see yeah, yeah, see what the impact is, and see what uh, if, if it's working, and it is, and I and I think that that's great. Any any other uh, uh, fill-ins on uh, what uh, you know what we have to look forward to, or is there something in the back? Well, yeah, we, we've got some things coming up that'll be are very very uh, exciting. I, I can't really divulge what they are right now, but when we get to that point, if it, if it comes to fruition with regard to uh, Future Angler Foundation, I'll make sure to share that with you because, again, it, it is uh, pretty pretty huge, actually, um, as far as a funding opportunity. Um, you know, with regard to that, you know, the, the general public um, would would really be able to help us out on the funding side of what we do. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, we take the funds and we invest them in the future of angling. Um, you know, most of those funds that we're looking at that come in from the general public, um, you know, 90% or more are reinvested into our mission. And on the grassroots side, that's buying rods and reels to give to organizations and individuals that run angler education events. So we would love as much support as we can get from the general public, from your customers. Um, they can do that by going to the website and click on the donate now button. And you know, even $10 helps, it, it adds up. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that's futureanglersfoundation.org. Uh, and if you want to find, if you're in the industry, you want to find out more about uh, NPAA, it's npaa.net. And uh, Pat, we appreciate having you on again and look forward to the next time we get to talk. Dave, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, let's, let's keep this momentum going as far as growing the industry and then working on the professionalism of our members. As, you know, each of them has grown to love this sport as much as you and I do. Absolutely. Thank you, Pat. Have a great day. You too. That was Pat Nye. I am Dave Kranz. Steve Sarley is remote. And this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta, we're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait and tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hardworking outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. While Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I am Steve Surley. My partner Dave Kranz is remote. 
and I am very, very proud and honored to have with us a true legend of the sport. Uh, he's been on TV forever. Uh, he, he's one of the most prolific writers that ever existed in fishing. Uh, an idol to many. One of the most popular guys around. Please welcome Joe Booker. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Good morning, Steve. Can you hear me okay out here in the bluff country of western Wisconsin? I can, I can. And I was very, you know, I, I, I uh, follow you. I follow your career. All that you've done, it's, it's an incredible, incredible body of work. I didn't realize you had moved. Yes, I. Uh, we had this goal a few years ago, my wife and I. Um, at 65, we were going to kind of sell everything and become debt-free and, and kind of travel a little bit. Debt-free and alive at 65, Steve. So <laughs> when when COVID kind of hit, it kind of like, hey, we should probably actually, actually do this. So we did. <clears throat> and um, I had this other property in the western side of the state that I've had for over 20 years. And so when we sold all our stuff in the north, what we wanted to do was spend our winters in Florida, our summers in Wisconsin. And... <clears throat> Um, at this stage of my life, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and you know, it's always, it's always fun too, to challenge yourself, you know, step out of what you really know and say, okay, let's go do something a little different here and see what happens. And that's what I'm doing over here in West on the Western side when it comes to fishing. Excellent. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's rather amazing. Um, I got a, uh, uh, you know, you, you like to think that that's not the case, that us people from the north love the north and we love the environment and we love the weather. But you start getting a, a couple of years older and, and you start losing that. You know, uh, Ron Linder was going down to Florida every winter and I used to tell him how disappointed I was that he abandoned it. And, uh, you know, he just painted a, painted a picture. I was talking to Al and I was like... You know, I think Ron had the right idea. I could see he's moving, going south a lot more. And I said, oh, no, another one. You guys are all bailing on me. <laughs> Actually, you know, it, what's neat is, is um, you know what? you get When you live in the far north, you get sick of shoveling snow. <laughs> Too long. Yeah. And, and, um, I, and, be, and to be honest with you, you know, I, I really get hooked on fishing for saltwater fish. I mostly fish brackish water, by the way, <clears throat> um, but I really get hooked on it, and I, I'm absolutely feverishly hooked on fishing red, big redfish in the winter, and they are a handful, you know, and they're fun. They fight like you can't, it, beyond exaggeration, how good they fight, and they're great eating. And uh, so, you know, <clears throat> um, Thanksgiving to... Uh, Easter, I'm in I'm in Florida, and then from Easter to Thanksgiving, I'm in I'm in Wisconsin. I'm back up here. So as soon as the ice breaks, I'm here. And, uh, I've never caught a, I've never caught a redfish. Never tried to ca catch a redfish. How? What is the size of those? What what are what what is the size range of redfish? I should have sent you some pictures before we got on the air, but you wouldn't believe it. I mean, they're like they're like a saltwater uh, walleye lake trout on steroids um in terms of a fight they, they they bulldog like a lake trout or a walleye but their endurance is like tremendous it's just it's it's beyond exaggeration in fact our our mutual friend spence asked spence spent that's spence's favorite fish you know yeah i know i i, I can't <laughs> yeah. figure that out he's uh uh, he's given up travel. He said the only thing he'll travel for, other than maybe muskies, is is that uh, uh, Louisiana redfish is just yeah. is just phenomenal. Uh, yeah. And and they're and they're good eating, good eating, and and there's not a whole oh, lot of uh, yeah. uh, nobody's picking on you for keeping one. Steve, they taste phenomenal. I mean, we eat we eat. Uh, my wife and I eat fresh fish in the winters at least three times a week, sometimes four times a week. And yeah, it's, and the other thing about redfish, not only are they good eating, especially, the, especially the small and medium ones. I, I put back all the big ones uh -huh. and, and I, I keep the small, medium ones. Cause you know, just like pretty much any fish, the small, medium sized fish are the best eating. And where I'm at, by the way, they, they have very restrictive size limits on them. Anyway, uh, you can't keep anything big. They, they're protecting all those big fish. Um, but 
these redfish too, they hit everything. They hit jigs, crankbaits, topwater. You know, most of the locals down there are just fishing with live bait. But if you, you know, if you have a good background in bass fishing, uh, walleye fishing, bass fishing, you know, which most Great Lakes anglers do, you go down there and man, you just you're going to clean up. Well, I I got a funny feeling that uh, those those redfish down in Florida that you're chasing in the winter uh, get the opportunity to look at some Booker lures. <laughs> Not only that. <clears throat> Booker techniques. I'm doing things that the locals wouldn't wouldn't even think of doing, and and you know I caught fish, you know, in the forty pound class last winter in wow. areas where they supposedly don't exist. <clears throat> and um, all I can tell you is, yeah, you, it's the techniques, you know, the fundamentals of the of fishing that we have talked about. You talk about it on your program all the time too. It's it's the fundamentals of fishing work, and and most of the time you can you can jump species and by the way that's what i've done over here on the western side of the state is i just you know i i i, I went and attacked this mississippi river cold turkey once i moved over here and uh holy cow you know all the all the good musky bass tactics that i've done all these years it, it's just it's just cleaning up on all these fish over here and i catch you can't imagine pretty much everything you can you can you can discuss and ask about uh, in terms of quality, it's here. It's here. I mean, and I mean, some of the biggest panfish I've ever seen in all all the favorite species, crappies, bluegills, and perch, they're here. Big, large mouse, beautiful small mouse. You know, the walleye fishing, sauger fishing is great. Uh, but, you know, the big sleeper over here, in my opinion, is the big northern pike. Hey, I, I definitely want to talk about that. The most under... Rated fish, the most underutilized fish uh, in in fresh water, especially in the Midwest. We will definitely definitely talk about that. I did want to. You, you said you, you, you eat the, you eat fish three times a week when you're in Florida. Um, the, the, uh, when you're up north, when you're up north, home waters, Wisconsin. Are are you catching and eating any of the fish up there? Up here, yeah. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, I, uh, I I put out a post about uh, once every two or three weeks, uh, a video post showing uh, some of the you know the fish recipes and everything. But I and I and quite honestly, I don't know why, but these river fish taste these Mississippi River taste fish taste exceptional. Um, don't ask me why; I have no idea. But they taste exceptional, and uh, you know, I fried up some good walk. I made a good old Wisconsin fish fry here the other, the other, the last Friday with uh, you know with a walleye caught, and and um, man, it was just delicious. So, oh yeah, catch and release right into the grease, Steve. I'm still all about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and you you are the uh, world's authority on muskies. You know, you you uh, you founded Muskie Hunter Magazine. Uh, it, it just really are, are a, a godfather to a lot of musky fishermen in the sport. Ask you straight, have you ever, have you ever tasted musky? Oh, you know, but, oh, absolutely, because, you know, way back in the day, Steve, before catch and release, um, it was common practice to eat muskies. And, um, and one of the big uh, summer events in, in the, the original town that I died in Boulder Junction, uh, northern Wisconsin, Vilas County, uh, they had a, a, an event called the Muskie Jamboree. Yeah. And one of the big things was baked muskie. Now, that sounds sacrilegious today, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I, and, um, you know, we don't want to tell people just how good muskies taste because, you know, we want people to put them back today, and that's really what it's a catch and release sport. You know, a hundred percent today, unless some you know, unless something happens to one of them. But if one does die and it's legal to keep it, yeah, they're good eating. Yeah, I tell you what, I probably uh, tasted musky the first and last time a good fifty years ago. And you know, we we don't we don't uh, fish for them as a food fish, but I do remember it being totally totally excellent. 
And I have had muskies that did not release. Now they go belly up, and to the best efforts that you that you put in, you can't revive it. And and legally, you have to leave it in the water for the birds to eat or or whatever. And, and that seems like a darn crime, you know. You know what's interesting about this subject is that the northern pike is also delicious, absolutely delicious. I, I, I agree with that, and I want to get into uh, Pike specifically and talk about that, but I've got to ask the, the most pressing question of the day. This is always on my mind, and you're the only guy I can think of going to with the question, Joe. Uh, and, and it is basically that uh, when you're feeling low and the fish won't bite, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> you, you have a little bit of soul. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe Booker, in addition to being uh, one of the, the, the best multi-species fishermen, one of the biggest authorities on, on musky fish is a musician uh, who still plays professionally to this day. Uh, he's, a, he's a great guitarist, and he was in uh, the Music Explosion who had their big hit, A Little Bit of Soul, which starts out with, now when you're feeling low and the fish won't bite. Uh, and I always ask Joe that because uh, it's a it's a fine memory, and uh, we love to, we love to uh, think of Joe and think about his music. You're, you're still playing, aren't you? Oh, yeah. In fact, our, our big annual Blues Fest is this coming Saturday in St. Germain, Wisconsin. And uh, it's the biggest music event in northern Wisconsin in uh, uh, every summer. It's been going on for 23 years. And uh, it's blues, barbecue, and, and a big uh, silent auction that runs all, uh, you know, all day. It's this coming Saturday. And believe it or not, see, it's the main fundraiser for scholarships. And um, for sports programs for all the youth in that in that entire area, that is absolutely fantastic. And, and you've got quite the reputation as a musician. This isn't uh, just a celebrity thing. You're 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 gosh darn good at what you do. I I, I go back. I remember I was uh, I had the opportunity to interview Ted Nugent, and 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 uh, Nugent asked me, he said, "Hey, do you know Joe Booker?" I said, "Yes, I do." He says, can, can you send me his phone number? I got to get a hold of this guy. Man, if there's one guy I want to fish with, it's Joe Booker. And I was like, that is amazing. I don't know if we ever called or that happened, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not, you're, you're the real deal in, in music. Well, you're, not just a, you're not just a fishing celebrity. You are a big-time musician. Well, thank you, Steve. You know, it's funny you should say that because I was at a, I was at a trade show once, and uh, – I could hear this. I was, you know, I was talking with some. It was at the Remington Arms booth, and I'm talking with about about some firearms and whatnot. And I hear this voice, and and uh, I turn around, and there's Ted Ted Nugent standing right next to me, and and uh, and uh, anyways, he looks and he sees me, and he goes, "You are a killer blues guitar player." <laughs> I said, "Why? Thank you, sir. Thank you." I said, "You ain't too bad yourself." And we <laughs> shook hands, and, uh, and we shook hands, and you know, we we have we have similar love for the outdoors, and our political beliefs are are the same. Of course, I'm not quite as outspoken as as Ted, but uh, um, we have a mutual respect for each other, and in in uh, you know, in, in our love for the outdoors and our love for guitar playing. But you know, Steve, I don't know if most people know that. Um, one of the big reasons I, I really got really really fired up and back into the whole music thing was is is it became it was easy, much easier for me to create soundtracks for my my TV series all these years than to go out and try to buy them. Yeah, right. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and so then it it became like this special thing um, that you know my show had its own signature because of, I was you know it was all my own music and uh, and what's so cool about it is is um, you know, I get to reconnect with all these different musicians um, to do these things and also meet new musicians all the time. And I, more recently, my son uh, and his family live in Nashville, and I've really connected with oh. a lot of Nashville musicians down there. So that's been a lot of fun, too. Oh, wow. That is, that is so cool. That is really amazing. Hey, I need to take a quick break. Uh, a lot of our sponsors have a word when we come back. Uh, We'll talk more with uh, the man himself, the one, the only Joe Booker, one of the, the greatest fishermen on the planet. 
So pleased to have him on. This is We Fish ASA. I am Steve Surly. We will be right back with more Joe Booker after this. You know, when I look at the tournaments I've won, probably four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube. But I had completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody, nobody made one soft enough. Big Bite has come with this new tour series of baits. The thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs on to it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth. St. Croix. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. Please remember that we are brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Very, very pleased to have on Joe Booker today. Always a pleasure. Hey, Joe, let's get to the to what we had talked about just a short while ago and what you corresponded, we, corresponded with me recently, Northern Pike. You know, you're singing the praises of Northern Pike, and there's a lot of people that just overlook them completely. Um, what is the deal? What's the attraction to Pike in the first place? Well, you know, it's really the cousin of the muskie, and 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 quite, you know, quite honestly, what you know, one of the biggest, one of the greatest things, I, you know, I suggest to all your listeners, even when you're bringing kids into the sport, even, I mean. I remember when I was a boy, man, you know, we'd be up pan fishing and all of a sudden one of these great big toothy things would come in and just take every take everything, you know, take the take the bluegill off the line or eat the bass off the line or whatever. And, and uh, you know, there, there was these big mean toothy critters and they were these big northern pike. And later, of course, you know, when I started musky fishing, you know, it, it's basically the same thing. The big difference, though. Where I'm going with this is, you know, northern pike is like one of the best fish you can train kids on uh, once they get off the watch the bobber and catch panfish face because you can cast just about anything at these fish and you're, you're and they're going to bite. And one of one that challenges, however, is to catch in, in in the Great Lakes area is to catch big pike. You know, a lot of our a lot of our waters, rivers, flowages, natural lakes have lots of northern pike but to find big ones um is is a challenge you don't see that many and and that's one one of the things i was <clears throat> when i talked when i talked with you just recently before we got on the air i said you know probably the most underrated overlooked uh fishery in this entire great lakes region for big northern pike is the is the is the mississippi and, and i you know i'm in this i'm in this South Central Wisconsin, uh, you know that just north of Lacrosse, um, they hold a lot of bass tournaments around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just especially just south of here, a lot of walleye tournaments up north of me, and the pike is you know kind of an afterthought. But the, you know these folks that aren't in musky land or just want to get kids on fish, you tie in a couple of spoons and some spinner baits and just start casting these backwaters and, and weeds, and you are going to be amazed. And once you find these fish. Not only do you catch numbers, but you can catch big ones. Now, <clears throat> with that in mind, what, uh, um, without bragging, all I can tell you is that I've caught very few pike over 40 inches my entire life in Wisconsin. 
now that I moved over here on the western side and I'm fishing the Mississippi, I catch 40 inches every year. Uh, I have caught them over 45. So these are Canadian-class pike, you know. I'm not saying it's a Canadian-class fishery in terms of size, but you every time you put you make a cast out there in the Mississippi in this, uh, you know, in the stretch that I'm fishing anyway, you got a chance to catch a real big fish, a musky-sized northern pike. Makes sense to me, and I'm agreeing with everything that you say because, you know, I've... I, I was on a lake in Canada one time. It was just filled with small pike. And I, I'm no exaggeration. 95% of your casts returned with a fish. I you talking, these are small, these are small pike. They're 24 inch pike, you know, and I'm, I'm really not, I was tired of it after an hour, but you know what? I couldn't think of any place I would rather take a kid to. Yep. Then you, 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 you throw in an easy lure, a spinnerbait, something easy to throw and you come back with a with a, a toothy fish that's fighting like heck to try to get away from yep. you, man. That's way better than catching bluegills uh, for, yeah. for a kid. You're gonna yep. they're hooked on fishing for life. Yes, and you know, kids. I, at least I, I'm just relating to myself when I was growing up, and and you know, and my son, my grandson, my great grandson. Unfortunately, I'm already a great grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! That's wonderful. Oh, I, I love it. And my my like even my great grandson, he's all he's all worked up all the time. You know, I think staring at a bobber for this guy, it, it, his attention span is about it's not even two minutes. So, but if you you know you you put a lure on, just let him cast and cast and cast and cast and cast. He, he you know he's actually a happier camper, and and if you can get him on pike, um where he's casting and casting all the time, he's burning off energy, and all of a sudden, every once in a while, something smacks that thing and rips his drag out. Unless you tell him it's not it's not a lot of fun, he's going he's to want to do it again and again and again. And I know, I'm just speaking from, I, you know, here I am in my late 60s, and I, I just absolutely love, you know, that these fish just yank on your, you just yank on the end of your rod nonstop when you get on these fish. And at the same time, all of a sudden, you got one on that's like, whoa, whoa, you know, <laughs> these things are big. Well, you know, it's interesting that uh, you're on the river and doing that because I would figure that uh, Piker, Piker and Lakes, down here, and I'm in Chicago, there's a uh, there's an urban watery called the DuPage River, not known for fishing. But, man, the people that fish it are catching pike all the time and other people are going there aren't any pike in there well there, there aren't if you don't try if you don't try to see them uh but 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 they are there why are pike so adaptable to rivers uh uh why, why is it why is it that way well you know i i i i i'm speaking beyond just my my fishing background you know uh, it's just the the study of, of of waterways and systems. I think that most of these waterways, like the Mississippi in particular, that's where their real natural ranges. You know, that's where they're from. Um, they live there. And if you just just look, if you just look at the Mississippi and even these smaller rivers, there's so many forage forages in there. There's everything for them to eat. Um, you know, the habitat's perfect. It's just perfect. So. That's why northern pike thrive in those, and they eat, you know, if it swims, they can eat it, and, and uh, they can live in a lot. Northern pike can live in a lot of environments, but I don't think there's anything better than rivers for them. You know, I wanted to point out one last thing about this river pike thing, and just river fishing in general, is that, you know, your listeners today, if you're looking for a spot to get away from jet skiers and water skiers, this is your answer. I... I went from a high tourist traffic environment in the midsummer in northern Wisconsin, you know, where I, where I, you know, I guided all those years, where I filmed all my shows. Um, and even in the big waters of Canada now, I see jet skiers and water skiers in July and August all over some of those waters. You see none of that where I'm fishing. Oh, that's They're, very, very so, cool. That, that's a, a yeah, major, I mean, that's a major selling point. <laughs> I mean, that's a big thing, Steve. I mean, 
you know, aesthetics, uh, you know, it's, it, the jet skier, water skier summer thing now is, is, is such a problem on so many waters. And you, you go fish the Mississippi, uh, where I'm, where I'm pool four, pool five, pool six, uh, pool three as well, you know, which takes in most of Wisconsin on Minnesota, Wisconsin side. Um, you, you fish the backwaters when I'm fishing 99% of the time. There's, there are no jet skiers. There's no water skiers. Wow. That's paradise. It's par. It absolutely is. So think about, just think about it. You know, I'm going to go out this afternoon after I'm done talking with you and, and have a little lunch. I'm going to go out this afternoon. I will pull into three or four spots. First of all, I probably won't see another boat, which is, it's almost unheard of. And the, it'll just be the peace and quiet of, of birds and, and, you know, and, and, uh, in, in a, 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 just the aesthetics of the backwaters of Mississippi, and you're, you're yanking on fish, you're seeing crappies and bluegills and largemouths, and you're like, really? You know, the, this is really overlooked. So <clears throat> I, I would highly suggest uh, folks looking for a place to do kayaking. You know, the, the kayaking is huge now, right? Right, huge. right. Kayak fishing is huge, by the way. It's huge in, in, in Florida, where I'm at in the winter. I mean, there's I would say 60 to 75% of the anglers down there are kayakers. Wow. Uh, but here's the same thing. If you're looking for great kayak water that you, and you like to fish, this is paradise for you. Unbelievable. Well, t- time goes by so quickly when, uh, when you talk to Joe Booker. It makes me a little sad. But i got to ask you one question because you've been in this business for such a long time. Uh, and you're, you're, you're still a young fellow. You're, you're the most youthful guy for your age I can think of. Uh, how old are you now, Joe? I'll be 68 in a few days. Excellent. So you, you got you got me beat by just uh, uh, about a month. Uh, but you know what? You look 20 years younger than I do. You act 30 years younger than I do. You've been in this business long enough to see the changes. Did, did you ever think you would be in, in an age where stuff was so advanced like electronics uh, compared to when you started fishing? Oh, gosh, Steve. It's, it's just so different now. You know, it really is. It's... Uh, I, I, I have to say, you know, looking back at, at my career and, and, and the experiences that I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I got to grow up when I did in that era. I'm glad I got to guide and, and fish, you know, and, and, and watch this whole thing kind of develop. But quite honestly, I thought, I think I, those were the good old days and, <laughs> and moving forward, you know, the the news the, the the all the technology and you know the traffic and stuff that's going on on a lot of these waters and uh, it's 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 uh, it's going to be it's different it's it's definitely different it's definitely different than it was even ten years ago and uh, if you're going to stay in the game you know you you got you've got to you've got to absorb some of that technology uh, but at the same time you know. When it's all said and done, Steve, I mean, really, you know, it's just like football. It's all about blocking and tackling and fundamentals. And, 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 you know, fishing is fish, fishing. Hopefully will never change in that. It's, you know, it's, it's, you still got to have good skills and good fundamentals to be successful in this sport. And, and, and most often it's much simpler than we make it. And then we make it out to be, it doesn't have to be difficult and, and, and complex to catch fish consistently. And, you know, the best advice I can give any, but any one of your listeners uh, today is that keep it simple. Uh, you know, focus on one body of water, focus on one or two species, keep, keep uh, your, keep your tackle simple, master what, master the things that you have, master the spots that you fish. And more often than not, that's the best advice that, you know, to be successful. And if you start to, if you start to complicate things, yeah, it starts to cost you a lot more money. And it starts to frustrate you a lot more. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Excellent, excellent advice from the man himself, living legend, the one and only Joe Booker. 
He's a guy with a little bit of soul and a lot of fishing knowledge in that head, and I'm so happy that he joined us to talk again today. Joe, you're the best. Thanks for doing this. We'll check in again well, soon. Low and the fish don't bite. There you go. Everybody's heard that one. <laughs> Great talking with you, Steve. Hey, man. God bless. Say hi to Beth and uh, enjoy. Thanks, buddy. See you later. Unbelievable. The one, the only, Mr. Joe Booker. Just absolutely love that guy. He is incredible. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guests, including Alex Smay making his first appearance from St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Pat Nye, NPAA, that's National Professional Anglers Association. And my friend, the one and only Joe Booker. What a great guy. What a great fisherman. Absolutely love that man. I'd like to thank our sponsor, St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your life, fishing lifestyle and passion. And Daiwa. We have your bass covered. Boy, they certainly do. Daiwa Reels. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. Available 24-7 everywhere you get your podcast. You can always get it at our website, wefishasa.com. You can also email us there at wefishasa.com. We answer everything we get. We love hearing from you. Please let us know. If you like what you hear, please let us know that. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or someone you think we ought to have on the show, let us know that too. We appreciate all of your input. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week now. Let's go fishing. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.